Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my fiance for now, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much has been a good week here? It is January 30th, 19. 99, almost the end of... Of the world as we know it. Wow, I feel fine. Um, <laughs> almost the end of the first month of 1999. Can you believe it? We're almost through month one. Wow, only uh, 11 months left. Yeah, 11 months <laughs> left till we get to 2000. I kind of, I don't know. I feel, maybe I'm taking 99 for granted, but it, I'm, there's so much anticipation for 2000. Yeah. It sounds like a more futuristic number, it even does. though it's less than a year from well, now. It's a new millennium. Yeah. I mean, imagine how lucky we are that you know to be alive right now to see uh, the new millennium. I guess, but like at the same time, it's like time passes at the same speed. You know, like no matter what. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. What does that have to do with it? <laughs> do you think? Do you think that I think time is speeding up? No, but I'm saying like if somebody in like 1850, you know, like they don't get to see 1900, but it's like they still like, I don't know, experience however many years just like we are like it's it's not different. It, it, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's not different. OK, why don't we invent a time machine and you can go back to 800 B.C. Would you like to live there? It's not different. It's the same number of years. I'm not saying nothing is different. I'm just saying the passage of time is the same. But it's the event we're talking about. But like, it's the event is marking a transition in time, but it's not, it's only one day to the next. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is wrong imagine, with if you? you if, we were, if you were alive in 1969, and maybe you were, who knows? But I was not. If you were alive in Shame on 1969, you. <laughs> watching the uh, the moon landing, you'd, you'd turn to your friend and be like, "Just another, <laughs> just another day." Well, no, because just another event. That's something like substantial that's actually happening. But I mean, like, just going from. Like December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, to January first, two thousand is really just one day to the next. It's oh not the same God. as the moon landing. You must be fun at parties. I I can't am wait. Until, fun. I can't wait till we go to our New Year's Eve party. You know, uh, nineteen ninety nine New Year's Eve party, and you just turn to everybody. It's just another day, guys. What's the big deal? <laughs> I'm excited too. I'm just saying, like, if you think about it, oh my god! If you think about it, it's really not that big. The crucifixion of Christ doves. Somebody turned <laughs> to, next, to the next person and was like, "Just another crucifixion. <laughs> Doesn't matter." Oh my god! You've seen one. You've seen them all. <laughs> What's that light? Um, <laughs> what is happening, Carol? Yes, Mark. As you may or may not know, I don't know how much you pay attention to the show. There are days that I find nothing. Like, I have no stories to tell, really. No uh, things. Is this one of those days? And then there are days that there's a a plethora of news that we're, we're, uh, you know, spoiled for choice with news. Mm -hmm. Which which column do you think we've fallen into today? I think nothing, except the goddamn snow. I've got a lot of stories. Oh really? <laughs> no, we did. We had uh, for the for those of you not not local. 
It's a local reference. We had a lot of snow. A lot of snow. It was a big snowstorm. I'm cold. That is like the theme of today. Yeah, Carol's I'm cold. fucking cold because it's snowy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm tired. But and not. I'm grumpy. <laughs> For sure. And it's just another goddamn day. <laughs> I've got a lot of stories, though, Carol. Okay, let's Just go. another story. Let's hear it. Um, how about sound judgment? Dave Matthews. I like Dave Matthews. Do you? Are you are you uh, you a fan of Dave Matthews? I am. Me too. Crash into everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, buried beneath the polyrhythmic pomp of the Dave Matthews band, outside the glare of multi platinum fame, undisturbed despite dissection of millions of fans, are the real goods. Solid, simple songs written by Matthews on an acoustic guitar. Those melodic nuggets. Lie at the core of the appeal of DMB, which sands and finishes the often primitive ditties to a polished radio-worthy shine. Who the fuck wrote this? (laughs) That is really... They're in the wrong writing field there. Seriously. You need need to to... write for Hallmark cards? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Busy as the band's sound can get, the free association drums, the squalling fiddle, the sinewy sax... You can listen closely and hear it. The lazy strum of Dave Matthews' acoustic guitar working the placid counterpoint to the sonic meteor shower overhead. His quirky vocals may carry the day. Do you want to fuck him? What is going on? (laughs) As a guitarist, Matthews often appears ill at ease, even bedeviled, next to the finicent chops of his supporting players. Jesus. Uh, anyway, he's got a new album. All right. I have a question, though. Yeah. They they said it's sinewy. Yeah, sinewy. Like, doesn't that usually refer to, like, I don't know, like, tendons and stuff? Yes. I mean, that's a disgusting yeah. comparison for music. Sinewy is like, uh, yeah, like uh, fibrous. I don't like I don't like any of those words. Yeah, I don't either. Bad, bad writing. This guy had a thesaurus fall on his head. <laughs> I, I guess think. so. Jeez, yeah. If a, a thesaurus fell on his head and Dave Matthews, I don't know, impregnated his ear. I'm not sure. Ew, uh... Sure, exactly what happened here, but uh, any hue. Uh, I, I figured since we were talking about music, that's the only music story really besides this that I have. But uh, do you want to hear the the top ten singles and the top ten albums? Of right course, now? I do. Number one, nationally, last week, right now in Detroit. Number one with a bullet. It's everywhere. It's Brittany Spears. Hit me, baby, one more time. Of course. Don't sue us, Brittany. Um, I don't think that was close enough. What do you (laughs) think? Thanks. No problem. What do you think about Brittany Spears? I mean, I'm a little sick of her. Yeah. Sick of her after one single, okay? No, but it's just like... Go they, away. They play it all the time. They like, they always do this with good songs. They, like, play it to the point where it makes you want to vomit. Is it a good song? It's a fine song. She's a very attractive... Number one song. She's a very attractive lady, uh-huh. which I think carries a lot of this. I don't know that I would say it's a good song. But if she's a very attractive lady, yeah. why not become a model? And uh, let us uh, you well, know, appreciate her attractiveness. Too. She can sing too, you know. She can go, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever she does. 
Wow. How about Brandy? Late fee, 1984 at AWOL.com. Yes. If any of you love Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, how about Brandy? Have you ever? That sounds like an accusation. <laughs> I don't know that I'm super familiar with that song. Have you ever? I, I think I know the song. Deborah Cox, nobody's supposed to be here. What the fuck? These are all these are all vague warnings. Right? Uh Monica, Angel of Mine. Uh Total Trippin'. R. Kelly and Celine Dion, I'm your angel. Houston and Carrie, when you believe, you know, uh Winnie Houston and Jim Carrey. Are oh, you serious? Mariah Carey. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Gerald Levert or Gerald Lever. Not Gerald Leto. Uh, taking everything. Spice Girls, goodbye. I guess I'm, they're, they're on their way out. Bye-bye. Uh, and then 98 Degrees. It's all because of you. Me? Yep. It is. Top albums. Britney Spears, baby, one more time. DMX, Flesh of My Flesh. Tupac, Greatest Hits. Uh, rest in peace, Tupac. Jay Z, Volume Two, Hard Knock Life, In Sync, In Sync. Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, R. Kelly, R. DMX, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Shania Twain, Come On Over. And then various, That's What We Call Music. All right. It's That's What I Call Music or whatever, but you know, that's what these people call music. <laughs> You call this music? Uh, so what do you think of that? Any Anything strike your fancy with those uh, those songs or albums besides Britney Spears? Um, I mean, I don't think they're the best. R. Kelly. I wasn't super impressed by the choices. No, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, there's a mix of rap. There's a mix of pop. There's not much rock. Yeah, they need some alternative in there. Yeah, I agree. But speaking of alternatives, do we have alternatives for the Golden Globes? Because Golden Globes nominations are out. They are in a couple days. Uh, Drama. Elizabeth. Gods and Monsters. The Horse Whisperer. Saving Private Ryan and the Truman Show. So Saving Private Ryan and the Truman Show are the only ones of those we watched. Uh, Yeah. Uh, The Horse Whisperer I did not want to see. Um, but, uh, I, what do you think between those two, who would you vote for saving private Ryan or the Truman show? Saving private Ryan. I mean, Better I really movie. enjoyed the Truman show, uh-huh. but saving private Ryan was more of a like epic story. Yeah. Actress in a drama, Kate Blanchett, Fernanda Montenegro, Susan Sarandon in stepmom, Meryl Streep and Emily Watson. So how come you only told us Susan Sarandon in stepmom? Uh, because the other ones are for Elizabeth, Central Station, One True Thing, and Hillary and Jackie. You familiar with any of that? No. Yeah. Good call. Uh, Jim Carrey and the True Man Show. Uh, Stephen Fry, Wild. Tom Hanks, Saving Private Ryan. Ian McKellen, Gods and Monsters. And Nick Notla. What is Gods and Monsters? I think it's about war or something. I don't know. kind of want to see it because it sounds... Like, I mean, it must be good. It's getting nominations. Right. It's an interesting title. Are there any, like, any ones that you are, like, excited about? Like, directors, uh, uh, Shakir Kapoor for Elizabeth, John Madden for Shakespeare in Love, Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Robert Redford, The Horse Whisperer, Steven Spielberg, Saving Private Ryan, Peter Weir, The Truman Show. Anything that, you, that you're, like, interested in? 
Um, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, Gods and Monsters sounds interesting, and we've already only seen two of the movies. I always think for the Golden Globes, I think the television side is more interesting than the movie side. Okay. Even though the movie side gets a little more press probably usually, because, but I think the uh, the Oscars is the more like... You know, that, that's where you get up for the movie, like Best Actor and, and stuff like that. Television size, for drama series, they have ER, Felicity, Law & Order, The Practice, and The X-Files. All good shows. What would you vote for? Give me the list one more time. ER, Felicity, Law & Order, The Practice, and The X-Files. Mm, probably ER. Yeah, I think ER is probably the, the best out of those. Actress Gillian Anderson, The X-Files. Mm-hmm. Then there's Tim De- uh, Kim Delaney, NYPD, Rom- uh, Roma Downey, Touched by an Angel, and Juliana Margulies, and Carrie Russell for Felicity. They're all good. Yeah. David Duchovny is nominated for The X-Files. Anthony Edwards, Lance Hendrickson for Millennium, Dylan McDermott, The Practice, and Jimmy Smith's NYPD Blue. Now, here's the thing. Musical or comedy series, Ally McBeal, Dharma and Greg, Frazier, Just Shoot Me, and Spin City. Hmm, that's tough. Yes, um, that's what I'm saying. I think, though, I think I'd have to go Frazier. But, I mean, like, Just Shoot Me is really good, and so is the last one you said. Frazier is probably going to win. Frazier's a big, a big one. Uh, yeah. They get a lot of awards. It's a good show. So. Uh, how about Swing Time 99, Carol? Okay, what about it? It's at the Fisher Building. Dancers can shake a leg at Swing Time 99 gala events. Calling all swing dancers, Fan Club Foundation for the Arts, invites you to Jitterbug and Lindy Hop at its second <laughs> annual Spring Time 99 gala. How is, it, how, it's, how is it its second annual 99 gala? That's interesting. Uh, but do you want to go swing dancing with me? I mean, I would... Give it a try. I don't know how to do it, though. You right. have to teach me. Yeah. Well, I learned, you know, for you. Uh, and then the last story I have, um, it says, new Tune star is meaner than Bart. Ooh. Uh, it's a new cartoon coming out called The Family Guy, which apparently gets three out of four stars. Uh, series premiere approximately 10 p.m. because it follows the Super Bowl. On Fox. Oh, God. If it's following the Super Bowl and it goes into overtime, doesn't it just, like, not air then? It just goes whenever the Super Bowl's over, I so guess. So what do they cut out? They have to cut something out? Uh, they cut out infomercials on, right. the, on the back end, I guess. Makes sense. Uh, let's see. Bart Simpson, rude cartoon Bratmobile, brat devolved into lewd teen degenerate losers Beavis <laughs> and Butthead. Then Beavis and Butthead passed off the baton to pop culture bodaciousness to Cartman and his coarsely animated school pals on South Park. Awesome dude, give me some cheesy poofs. Do you want me to do it? Give me some cheesy poofs. <laughs> and now comes a nefarious little infant named Stewie. This hilariously diabolical rugrat is the real star of The Family Guy. The latest cartoon slap in the face of bland primetime decorum hmm. created by whiz kid Seth McFarlane in imaginative 25 year old animation prankster. 
Family Guy has a high-profile blast-off following the Super Bowl at approximately 10 p.m. Sunday on Fox. You excited for the Super Bowl? Yes, I am. It's the Denver Broncos versus the Atlanta Falcons. Now, don't turn us in, guys, but got a little money on the game. We do. So. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that the Atlanta Falcons can pull it off. I am, have literally never given a shit about football in my life until this game. So. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. It says, to further boost the audience, Fox is rolling out a special post-Super Bowl edition of The Simpsons, featuring an animated appearance by Fox mogul Rupert Murdoch after Stewie and his family raucously meet America. Damn you, vile woman. You've impeded my work since the day I escaped from your wretched womb. Snarls slit-eyed Stewie to his mother. Hello, how's that for a nice, nicely bonkers introduction to an amusingly bizarre cartoon character? Stewie, a mad infant scientist with a strange British accent who's working to perfect a mind-control device, is a startling vocal combo of Rex Harrison... And snide Mr. Burns of The Simpsons. Oh, Rex Harrison from my fair. Why can't the English teach their <laughs> children how to speak? And oh, yeah, McFarlane also does the voice for Stewie. Well, that's good. And many of the other characters on Family Guy, which follows the surreal lunkhead exploits of suburban Rhode Island everyman Peter Griffin. McFarlane again and his daft family. You want to watch The Family Guy? Eh, I'd give it a shot. Might be interesting. Well, let me give you a shot of this. Okay. You've got your choice here. We've gone a little bit long, and we still have a movie to talk about. Mm-hmm. I I thought to myself, this movie is, is filled with romance, uh, so why not some massive love? And I have some massive love, which we can read, or I can save it for, you know, a future time. And we can get into the movie. What do you think? Well, I mean... We're about 18 minutes right now. I love Massive Love. Yes, we all do. Um, I'm so tired right now. Yeah. So I'm not sure. And like Valentine's Day is coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we oh, so you want me to... Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you meant you had to sleep till Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess... I don't know. What do you think? We can... I, <laughs> <laughs> I asked you what you think. It seems unfair of you to ask me what you think. No, I asked what you think. Let's wait, I guess. Okay, I think this is the first time in the history of the show that I'm like, yeah, let's wait for Massive Love. Now I think we've just disappointed everybody that's listening. No, they don't care. I bet they do. Oh. Late Fee 1994 <laughs> at AOL.com if you care. Everybody loves Massive Love. Yeah, we'll do it next time. Um... We should do it. No, we should do it when uh, we should do it when we get married. Okay. Which is not this episode. So, <laughs> Carol. Yes. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Uh, she's all of it, or whatever it's called. <laughs> so it's the classic, like, I don't know, like, I, isn't this based on like a Shakespeare kind of situation? I don't think so. No? Oh. You know what it's based on? What? We we mentioned Rex Harrison. I don't know if it's based on that or not, but it's very My Fair Lady. Mm. It's very Pygmalion, which is the um, George Bernard Shaw play that My Fair Lady is based on. It's very My Fair Lady, where it's like, oh, she she sucks. Well, let's make her better. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's a bet. 
Which in the movie, My Fair Lady, Rex Harrison bets the one dude, you know. Yeah. I can pass her off, but she knows it, though. Like, that's the difference. In My Fair Lady, she knows it's a bet at the beginning. I think she does, anyway. They end up together in My Fair Lady, too, though, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Rex Har- famously gay Rex Harrison and uh, Audrey Hepburn do. Uh, <laughs> he's, it's, it, when, you, when you watch the movie again, it's... It's almost unbelievable that they get together because it's it's very obvious that Rex Harrison was gay in real life. He did uh, not hide it well. I don't know. I, I that's good acting. It's not though. Is it no, bad I'm, sa- I'm saying I'm saying it's pretty obvious to me he's gay. So is that bad acting since his character is not gay? Yeah, his character in the movie is not gay. I don't know if it's bad acting or not. I, I think he's just it's just his way. But it, like I don't know like. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Charles Nelson Riley was gay, but like you know, and very obviously gay, but not gay because it was a time period where he couldn't be gay. Mm. So he would just say stuff like, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. I know it's just and Paul Lynn too. <clears throat> I'm the Secret Square. It feels like a classic situation, you know, like she's being made fun of. She's like the the. Loser? Yeah. It feels like a stupid situation. You think? Yes, because I I will say this. The setup of this is one of the most unbelievable things that I've ever seen in my life in a a movie. Okay. So uh, I can't remember the dude's name. Freddie Prince Jr. Mm -hmm. Chico and the man's son. Well, Chico's son. The man was some white guy. Uh, Freddie Prince was in Chico and the man. Okay. Freddie Prince Sr., his dad. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, Freddie Prince Jr. breaks up with his girlfriend, or his girlfriend breaks up with him uh, on spring break because she wants to be with that guy from Scream. The guy that gets stabbed in Scream. Which is... Matthew Lillard. Yeah, which is dumb. Uh, who plays, like, just a awful character. Yeah, he's um he's on the real world. Do you think that means all the real characters are supposed to be assholes or he's just a special kind of asshole? I think he's based on that one from the season 1 that, okay. that everyone hates, but I can't remember his name. That makes sense. Um so anyway, uh his girlfriend breaks up with him cuz she cheats on him on spring break and doesn't want to be with him anymore. And he says to the guy Paul Walker from uh Pleasantville and we just saw him in something, too. What, what else was he in? Uh, he was just in something. I know he was, but I can't think of it. What did we watch? We watched Patch Adams, and it was before Patrick Adams, or whatever that okay. movie was called. It was the one before that. What was it, everyone? 1994 <laughs> at AOL.com. What fucking movie was this guy in? Oh, Varsity Blues. Okay. Yeah. So he was in Varsity Blues and Pleasantville. So he said, he's like, yeah, fucking, you're a loser or whatever, like... You know, she's the hottest thing in school. And he goes, let me tell you something. Everything about her is a crafted thing. I can make, I can make the next prom queen. And he's like, let me tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to pick the biggest fucking shit bag in the school and, and you see if you can do it. And he's like, yeah, give me the ugliest the most like hopeless person in the school. And he's like, there she is. There she is. Obviously gorgeous. Rachel Lee cook, but she's wearing glasses. (laughs) What is that? Like, I don't get that at all. Like, 
oh, take the glasses off the girl, and she's suddenly like a whole different person. It's super. It's the Superman thing. It's the Clark Kent Superman thing. It's the it's dumbest. Dumb. That's what I'm saying. That's dumb. Yeah, she's so obviously attractive. Because she's Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, she's beautiful. But it's like, oh, her hair's up. Her hair's up in a bun, and she's wearing glasses. So she's not attractive well, anymore. See, I mean, I guess that's the point, though, because like, you can't take somebody who's truly ugly and make them you know, stand out beautiful. So they had to have somebody who was hiding that they were beautiful. Yeah, but I mean, why would he choose her? Oh, he's stupid. Like, why would why would uh, Varsity Blues' his own uh, whatever is Paul Walker choose her? Again, stupidity. I mean, she didn't win, though, so. Wow, spoilers, everyone. Well, come on. Like, I'm sure y'all are going to see it before you listen. Yeah, yeah, watch it. Watch it before you listen, everyone. Um, but overall, what did you think of the movie? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was a really sweet movie. Wow. What did you think? I didn't like it at all. I thought it was. I thought it was awful. Are you lying to me? Because I feel like you're lying to me. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. <laughs> I think it's it's the best movie. Well, it's the second best movie we've seen this year, right? Is it the third best movie we've seen? It's the third movie we've seen this <laughs> right. year. Varsity Blues was was good, although yeah, I think it's better than Varsity Blues. Yeah, and maybe it's better than Patrick Adams. I don't, I don't know. know about that. Patrick Adams, I think, is better. But it was a very, a very good movie. One of the best romantic comedies I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What did you like about it? Um, I thought that Freddie Prince Jr. and what's it, Rachel McAdams? Or... <laughs> Who the fuck is that? I don't know. What did you say your name was? Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. They have... I, don't, I have no idea who that person you said was it must be somebody i went to school with yeah i was I gonna know. say is that someone in the, your high school uh, drama class or whatever <laughs> they have a really good chemistry together they do and he's a really good actor yeah he was he's in scream or no he was in uh oh, i know what I know you, what did, you last did last summer. summer uh briefly i mean he's not in it for a long period of time right or did um, he survive i don't remember no, he's right he's in the oh yeah he's in the one second too. one too yeah yeah so he definitely survives but he's not in the second one much either yeah yeah, he's not like the star. You know who else was in this? I I, I think you scoped yeah. her out. And I was like, oh my gosh. Just, un, I don't know if she's credited or not, but no real speaking line, just in the background. It's fucking Buffy. <laughs> Buffy's in this movie, because I think her and Freddie Prince Jr. Are, are dating or something. That's so crazy. Like, when she has episodes, she's barely in, you know, she's busy doing some shit, because she's everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She is absolutely everywhere. I hope they don't end up canceling uh, Puffy the Vampire Slayer because Sarah Michelle Gellar is so fucking busy. What if Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar cancel their relationship? That might be better for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, I love it. Slayer but, Talk is my favorite. Yeah, I know. Slayer Talk is the best. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so what else did you what else did you like? That very good chemistry between um, between them. I agree. He's 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 good. He's a he's a good actor and, and they they work very well together. It's very believable. And I felt like they d- had a lot of depth to the characters. Mm-hmm. Like you know she she's like grieving the loss of her mom, and you know he's like all indecisive about his future. And what did you think about that storyline? Because he's like, yeah, my dad's a piece of shit or whatever. My dad, um, uh, Tim Matheson, is a piece of shit, and like. He wants me to go to Dartmouth and everything because he went to Dartmouth and 
And, you know, I just, I feel all this pressure and stuff like that. And then you think the whole movie, you're like, oh my God, dude's like, he's just under pressure. His dad, his dad must suck or whatever. And, um, he gets accepted to all these schools, Harvard and, uh, Stanford, Yale, you know, like all the um, best schools in the country. Like cry me a river though with that shit. Like, oh, it's so much pressure. Like I get it. But at the same time, like there's so many people who'd kill for this problem. For sure. But what I'm saying is when his dad finds the stuff, he's like, what are you, what are, what's going on? Like, these, like a lot of these have lapsed. What is wrong with you? And he's like, it's because of you, Dad. It's because you want me to go to Dartmouth or whatever. And his dad, his dad kind of is like, I'm sorry if, you, if I made you feel that way. Like, you know, like, this is your choice. Live your fucking life. Uh, you know, you're going to... You're gonna have to grow up and realize that sometimes you gotta make tough choices or whatever. And then he just walks out. He doesn't punish him or say anything. I think, I, I think Freddie Prince Jr. was either. I don't think he was lying necessarily, but I think he was just imagining it. Yeah. I think he was he was using his dad as a scapegoat. I don't think he was getting any pressure at all. No. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it definitely didn't seem that way. I think he was just like, and I think that's to me in just like a standard teen teen rom com. You don't really find that depth. And I think subtlety. Like, I mean, it's not like, it's not fucking Truffaut or something like that. But it's, it's, there is a slight subtlety to it. They don't just come out and say, no, you're wrong, son. Are you, are you having uh, headaches? What? (laughs) A concussion? Like, um, I mean, they don't like, they don't say like, you're just imagining things Mm. or whatever. But, um, you know, it's, it's pretty clear, I think, that. That's the indication is it's really he doesn't know what to do. He's afraid of leaving high school yeah. and going out on his own. And I think that's I think that's a big theme of the entire movie. She's afraid to move on. Mm-hmm. She's afraid to because there's a subplot with her and her art class because she's big into art um, where she doesn't put any of herself her emotions or, or anything into the, what she's painting. Mm-hmm. And so she's holding back because she's afraid. She's afraid to let go of those feelings. She's afraid to express Put herself. herself out there. Yeah. Exactly. And he's afraid to, to move on. To try. And they kind of bring that out of each other. Yeah. Yeah, they help each other. I don't know. And then, I don't know, when she's like, so that's all I am? A bet, a stupid bet, and she gets some mad at him and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know... I feel like they drag that shit out more than it should be because of, like, a quick explanation, a grabber and kisser moment, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not that way. Could easily fix it, but it just, you know, they need the drama. I simply would have shouted, have you ever seen a movie? Like, <laughs> obviously, you weren't just, a, like, it started out that way, but it changed when I got to know you. Yeah. Did you not, did you not understand that? No, I'm just a, a psychopath with no emotions. I mean, yeah, it is weird. And then she, and then she ends up accepting a date from Paul Walker. Yeah, the guy who made the bet with him. Stupid, really stupid. Like, what? Is, what is she thinking? And his slutty ex girlfriend just demands that he takes her, and then gets mad that he stands her up when he never agreed to take her in the first place. And then they end up dancing with each other anyway. Yeah, why? Because he goes with his sister Anna Paquin from uh, the piano. Yeah, that's weird. You don't take your sister to prom in. No, no matter how attractive and 17 years old she is. That's gross. <laughs> Actually, I did not find Anna Paquin attractive, but 
No. Probably because the first time I saw her, she was in the piano at like, I don't know, eight she, or um, ten or something like that. She looks visibly much younger than everyone else, even though she's supposed to probably be like one or two years younger than them. And yeah. I think it's because they use like 25-year-olds to play yeah, seniors all, in high school. They always do that. And, and she's actually 17. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she was, I think she's, she might be 18. Mm-hmm. She's 17, 18, something like that. But I think Freddie Prince Jr. is like 20, 23, 24, yeah. 25, somewhere in that range. I mean, she reminds me of like holding your skipper doll next to your Barbie. Like it's, it's just so obvious. And it's funny. And like, they, they wonder why young women and young men in high school get complexes. <laughs> because they they see all these full grown adults playing them, and I they're, why don't I look like that? Yeah, because you're not done yet. Yeah, because you're 15. <laughs> why don't I look like Joshua Jackson? Because he's on uh, steroids and he's you know 28 years old. I don't know. I stopped growing when I was 12. So I'm sure he's not on steroids. Don't don't sue us, Joshua right. Jackson. But uh, he's had many years to uh, to lift weights and everything. Isn't that weird to think about, though, that I looked, like, similar when I was 12 to what I look like as an adult as far as my growth? I mean, I guess, but you weren't, like, fully developed, right? Not fully, no, but I, I had reached my full height. Yeah, yeah. yeah full height, but... Yeah. There was other stuff that happened. Your massive full height <laughs> of uh, 4'11". <laughs> yeah, it would have been so odd to see a 4'11", 12-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's what happens when you drink coffee and smoke cigarettes all the time. Right. <laughs> you just stop growing. But I mean, yeah, it's like the second secondary sexual characteristics on a woman is more like, or a girl or whatever is more, what I think we're talking about when we're talking about developed. Yeah. Because the 25-year-old women are basically fully developed adults. Right, right, right. Um, Who's the dumbest character in this movie? <laughs> Um, his ex-girlfriend. You think so? Dumber you than think? dumber than Matthew Lillard. Oh well, he's annoying. Oh, is he dumb? Well, he breaks up with her. I mean, is, you think that's dumb? Well, I was going to say, is that dumb or is that smart? Does that I think show it's smart? Does that show that she's dumb? Dumber. Yeah. She she got what she deserved. There's a running joke in this movie that I think is dumb, and it's the. You didn't really think we were going to, uh, like, stay together through this or whatever. <gasps> oh, you did. That's so <laughs> sweet. Because she does that to him. Yeah, to, to Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, the ex-girlfriend or the, the soon-to-be ex-girlfriend comes up to him. She's like, you didn't think we were going to stay together when we went off to college anyway. <gasps> oh, you did. That's so sweet. And then Matthew Lillard breaks up with her, and he was like, you didn't think we were going to stay together when I had the real-world road rule fucking whatever challenge thing. Oh, you did. That's so sweet. And then some. There, it happens a third time yeah. too, and I can't remember the context of that. But it does happen. But again. it does happen a third time, and I was like, "This is this is not as funny as you think it is." Yeah. And it's weird too because she's telling the story, and then we cut to Matthew Lillard. Obviously, they're not in the same room together because it's just a close up of his face. And it's like, what, did they just do this with reshoots? Or, like, <laughs> it's, I don't know. Yeah. In general, the direction of the movie, I think, is pretty good. There's there's um, some scenes where they're talking about things that happen. Like, she's talking about being on spring break. And we flash to her, like, dancing on spring break and everything. And then, like, Freddie Prince Jr. walks up and he's like, yeah, this is great. But why am I, like, why are you telling me all this, sto- this story or whatever? Because, like... 
he's in the spring break, but obviously mm. he wasn't there. And then and the camera kind of like spins around, and then we're back in the high school. And so there was a few things like that that I thought were uh, were interesting. Yeah. What did you think of the uh, performance art that she uh, got him to go to in the beginning? Well, it's I, the, a lot of how I feel about performance art just in general. It was <laughs> bad and weird and, and yeah. confusing. I don't know why people would pay to see that. No, it's it's, it's a guy writhing around underneath a, a sheet and then a bunch of people coming up and like, you know, uh, I don't, what were they saying? Like, Oh, God, uh, I don't remember. Something about like swaying. I don't know. Conform, conform. <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of it was a lot of it's just dumb. Yeah. The thing that he did, I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, I really liked what he did. He he got, you know, challenged to get up on stage. It's supposed to be, I guess, like an open night mic night, although I thought it was more of an actual performance. Um I and think it's an actual sack. performance, and they just, like, she wanted to put him on the spot, yeah. I think. So he he's like, what am I going to do up here? So he starts hacky sacking, and he's talking about the pressure of not letting it the drop. Sap drop, right. But it's obvious he's talking about the pressures he's feeling. Yeah, and it was, I mean, like, it was really good. I was That's impressed. Like, yeah, the, 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 the drum beat gets, like, faster and faster as he's hacky. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the most dramatic hacky sack I've seen since <laughs> uh, freshman year, you know. <laughs> On the quad. Um, but, uh, yeah, then finally it drops, and he's like, but eventually it's got to drop. And then he talks about how much he loved it so much, so he, I think he's going to do some kind of performing arts. He's going to be an actor. Maybe. And be on a remake of Chico and the Man, <laughs> like his dad. We'll see. So, uh, I don't know. I would recommend it. I thought it was good. Anything you hated about it? No, I didn't hate anything. All right. It was really, really good. Well, I can't wait until the sequel. Uh, he's all that. <laughs> that would be an interesting. Where they one. take an ugly guy, where the the guy that uh, was her friend that I thought was gay yeah. that turned out to not be gay. He that could can, work. He can be the the he and he's all that. <laughs> Get a makeover. Uh but anyway, that is the episode for the week. Carol, tell people uh, where they can go to sleep. <laughs> so you can write us at latefee1994 at awl.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yeah. And share the tapes with your friends. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.